everybody, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Duojek here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. Um, and we got a good podcast for you as we are heading into the final stretch of the spring regular seasons. Um, just a quick reminder before we get started with this week's episode that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you like us, give us a nice sort of review and spread the word as well as you are covering our, uh, you're at these different games and make sure you are also, um, you know, just checking out older episodes, make sure you subscribe or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if we're not, then let us know and we'll add our podcast there. We want to make sure we're um, as available to everybody as possible. But um, we're going to do our usual four quarter format for this week's episode of the podcast. In the first quarter, we're going to talk some tennis and lacrosse. In the second quarter, we are joined by Nutria Girls uh, lacrosse coach Pete Collins. In the third quarter, we play away or no way. And then in the fourth quarter, we are going to um, talk about some other spring sports as uh, wrap some things up around here as uh, the spring season. There's always so many different things to talk about. So we'll uh, hit on some uh, different bullet points in the fourth quarter. But why don't we get things started here in the first quarter? And we'll start with lacrosse where Joe was out um, Ed Nutrier on Tuesday, we're recording this on Wednesday, um, got a chance to catch up with both the Nutrier girls and boys team. Um, I know uh, people at home are probably curious what the latest information is when it comes to uh, the Nutrier boys lacrosse um, incident, what the latest in, uh, in situation there is. So Joe, um, just based on you being there yesterday and uh, um, you know, talking to people, just what is the latest that um, we know about who's playing, what's playing, what's going on, and all that sort of stuff. Sure, I'll give it. I'll give you what I know, but there are still some details that um, I don't know. Um, right, are unclear, and, and some we may never know. But uh, to run it back really quickly, you can catch all this reporting on the record um, from um, the the start of it up until now. But there was a hazing incident in early March that was briefly investigated by the police, but no charges were filed or sought. Uh, the school investigation lasted a few weeks. It, it, it is still actually uh, ongoing, uh, but um, and it, it resulted in uh, quote unquote, serious consequences for those involved. Now, no details were given on who uh, was involved and what the consequences were by any means, but um, we know their code of conduct, uh, which we were appointed to, um, talks about suspension of games. So uh, they started the season in April with um, with no head coach. Uh, well, no long-term head coach. Tom Harala, we're used to seeing on the sidelines um, for years, has a lot of state championships, a lot of victories under his belt. Um, he was absent when they started the season in early April, and so were many players were not suited up uh, to play the game. Um, so they were shorthanded, if you will. They lost that game to York. Fast forward about 10 games into the season now. Um, I don't know exactly when. They won't give details. But as of last night in their matchup with Evanston, uh, last night being Tuesday, May 3rd, they were full strength. Um, they had all their guys back, uh, barring any injuries or illnesses. Um, but from that, uh, potential suspensions or alleged suspensions, uh, they're uh, there were none. They were all back on the field. They they pummeled Evanston as they do uh, to most teams in Illinois. Um, I believe the final was eighteen to six, and um, they're nine and two on the season. Um, losses come to York and Loyola um, early on in their campaign. So that's what we know. Still, no sign 
of Tom Harala. Um, they're coached by uh, the three varsity assistants who were under Coach Harala, Jason Schoenwetter, um, Coach Dixon, and Coach um, uh, Newman. Coach Newman. Um, we're kind of sharing those duties, and I talked to Schoenwetter. You can check it out a little bit about it, uh, you know, without any details of the hazing we talked about. Uh, how the kids are responding and what the season's been like. So check that out. But that's what we know right now. Um, again, I was told that um, Nutria does not comment on personnel issues. So where's Tom Hurrah? Um, in terms, as it relates to Nutria Lacrosse, we have no idea. Uh, what was the, the reaction like? I mean, I know you mentioned not talking about it too much, but just how have you kind of noticed in the last couple of games you were at for Nutria? Um, just how they're competing and talking to each other and all that kind of stuff. I know, obviously, this is from a, a bird's eye view, so you don't really get like the full vantage point of what's going on inside the locker room or anything like that. But just from what you're able to see and just what you're able to hear from talking to some people and that kind of stuff, um, what um, what has it been like for them in this? Well, you, I would probably think it's fair to say it's a much season. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, if we want to use all those broad terms, um, you know, challenging um unusual difficult and um tumultuous sure i mean it's all those things because they had a hazing incident in which one of their players at least one uh was beaten by the rest of the players so not the rest some other players um and uh it was recorded and went around and made all the news outlets this was a very serious thing with and it had consequences on their season and i'm sure um in their inner circles it's even more difficult to deal with um but you know i thought coach showing who i talked to put it um you know as best as he could saying they're just taking it day by day um you know they're coming to practice he said they're having um honest conversations with each other um and they're working with each other and they're they're growing as individuals and as a team i thought that was um you know what else are you gonna do in this situation you know we could talk about a number of ways for what the school could do or what those in power can do when, when something like that happens. But um, at this point, they're on a team. They have a season they're playing. What can they do? I think a lot of that's being handled internally and discussions are being had. And um, they're going out and they have a game every few days. So they, they have to um, – it's something they have to do. And they have to learn to play with each other with those circumstances. And they're doing so. For the girls, I know you got a chance to catch up with them. I mean, just what have you kind of noticed about them? I feel like it's pretty much just keep rolling until the playoffs start. Yeah, um, I think we're getting a pretty, and I don't want to water down what they're doing, but um, a pretty typical season for a talented uh, Nutria team or Loyola. We often see this is they're, they're making their way through the season without many bumps in the road. And, and they're taking on top talents from other states while also um, the local um, available teams. Obviously, lacrosse isn't a huge sport, so you, so you don't have that many teams to choose from, but they're taking on all that they can and, and winning the games. They lost two. Um, they are 11-2, and two, so their two losses came on a road trip to Ohio to two of the top teams out there. Coach Collins said those teams are favorites to win state titles in different divisions out there. Um, I guess they had different divisions in Ohio, pretty cool, Illinois. Um, obviously, lacrosse is in its only second year in IHSA, um, um, recognition. So, uh, we're, we're getting our way to the postseason. I think he's got seven games left, which is about two and a half weeks before we start postseason play. Um, he talked about having 
the 27th of May circle, that would be the sectional championship. And if Loyola and Nutria were, were to meet again, that's the date they would meet. So um, Nutria took them out earlier this season in a back and forth showdown. Nutria came back to Edgem uh, by one goal, I believe. So, um, you know, and we, I talked about in the story um, that uh, while it means something and they're proud of it, it doesn't mean everything they still have work to do um, before then, but they're, they're growing, got to fine tune the little things he said. All right, let's hit on tennis now before we move on to the second quarter. We'll get we'll hear more about the girls across team in the second quarter when Pete Collins joins us. But um, I know you got a chance to catch up with the Nutria Boys tennis team. Um, it, it's something that we've talked about a lot this uh, spring, but the spring has been not great. Um, and that kind of affected a lot of teams, especially track and um, tennis, where um, the water really does affect uh, the courts and the competitions and all that kind of stuff. So what did you hear from just Nutria, what they've been able to do this year um, and what they're kind of working on as uh, they get ready for postseason play? Yeah, it's been really tough on tennis. You know, you think of some spring sports, uh, your soccers, your lacrosses, you know, in some rain, it's not fun all the time, but you can play. You know, you've got stable equipment. You've got um, relatively stable ground, whether it's whether it's synthetic turf or grass. Um, you can play things like track and tennis. Uh, you don't have you need the stable footing and you're playing on a relatively hard surface. You can't play a competitive tennis match on wet courts. It's just not possible or safe. So they've had to cancel a lot of their competitions. Um, they've had to really work really hard to get games in and, and or matches in. And Coach Tad Ecker was telling me that, uh, you know, the main thing his team needs and his guys need are more matches. Um, and hopefully the weather cheers up. And, and I think it might next week a little bit, but um, still this week hasn't been very fun. Um, so that's what they need because they have a lot of new groups and they're still trying to find, you know, their best doubles groups and their best um, singles one and two lineups. Um, cause they only got one returner from their state, um, their state championship run last season, um, which was really special. And four of those guys graduated and one of the, uh, one of the six, um, is not playing with the team this year. Um, so they just have Matthew Plunkett who was on a fourth place doubles team, um, fourth place in state. And he, he's getting a lot of time at top singles. Um, he's also getting some time at double seeing where he might best fit in with some of the other guys, um, but uh, they got some freshmen that are contributing on the single side um, and they've got um, a doubles team they think is pretty good, but they still need to, to work together. You can imagine you, you never play with a doubles partner. Um, the most effective doubles teams, of course, are used to playing with each other and know, you know, kind of know each other's game. So they just need to get out there and play more, but they are still, you know, Hinsdale Central is the favorite here. They got some top talent in the state, but they're still in contention for, if not a favorite for a trophy. All right, we'll hit more on tennis in the third quarter, but why don't we jump on over now to the second quarter, where we're joined by new Trier girls lacrosse head coach Pete Collins. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Pete after their game on Tuesday. What are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, we had a good conversation just about what a midseason, you know, what midseason development looks like in lacrosse, what, what, he's, what his team's trying to do uh, to get to where they want to be in end of May, which is at a state contender level they want to be up there so how do they get there where's that at right now who are some of their leaders um at this point in the season and um yeah we, it was just a check-in for them all right let's take a listen 
Uh, so I guess at this point in the season, a little halfway, how do you feel you're playing as a, as a team? You, you where you want to be? Uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of going through like the stages of forming a team, you know, and kind of like everyone getting their role and um, being, being understanding like, okay, so in the cross, like basketball, you want to push the ball, you want to like look for good looks. We want to be shooting, but we want to make sure they're got 100p looks, like 100% like good looks. So teaching kids like, especially young kids, yeah. see ya, yeah, like don't just shoot, shoot, and is there a better look? So yeah. teaching them to, to really feel in the game, you know, you have tons of options, but to feel like I faked and I made a nice shot. And then in terms of just battling through the whole like, you have to be focused, but you have to be loose and um, you know, kind of play within ourselves and just just don't play tight and learn from our mistakes. So I think they're getting through that. Okay. And that's kind of exciting. Um, you know, we had a great game against Loyola, but they're a different team now. So going to the playoffs is going to be, you know, we're in the same sectional. It's going to be tough to beat them again. So yeah, I was going to, you know, exciting win. But what does that mean? I know that's, you know, yeah, it's not that the end goal. Like we circled okay. the 27th and we're all, I mean, it means something. I mean, we, we proved a lot. And our team, like, they just, they believe that they can they can win so but you know they're super uh, I mean, they're, they're well coached they're disciplined they're physical they're aggressive um, and they one thing they, they never give up their win on us yeah. you know even maybe even 2019 when we won the state title like we were up and then they came back to like the game was you know pretty much to, to tie so like that game's that game's gonna be back and forth so um, but yeah we're just focusing on the little things you know which is awesome what are those little things? What do you have to do between you know now and then to, to be a your uh, best? Limiting our mistakes, um, getting every ground ball. So it's so it's, it's as simple as like going through the ground ball and making sure you have it, not just stopping your feet and digging for it. So little things like that. Uh, making sure on transitions we're we're making smooth connections and yeah. just uh, making sure that we're also we keep track of. Uh, um, like in basketball, like you, if you get your hand on the ball, and you get a deflection. deflection. So yeah. we kind of call it like um, knockdowns, or um, like we keep track of like if you ever knock a pass down or get a stick on the ball, or if you double team a girl who stops you from going to goals. So we kind of anytime we stop something happening. Okay. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So that's a big thing for us to do is those little things that like make a big difference and like it won't be a stat, but it matters. Right. So. Well, what kind of, you know, what's the hallmark of this team compared to other, you know, whether it's speed, defense, anything particular, this team's really special? Uh, they're very, they've done a great job of building on what they've learned in the past couple of years. Okay. So, you got we some take experience. a lot. What's that? Some experience? Yeah, leadership experience. We take a lot from, like, um, you know, there's the book Legacy about the New Zealand All Blacks. And, like, leave the jersey in a better place. And so they believe, like, they played with these kids the last okay. couple of years. Yeah. And the seniors missed the whole season, right? Yep. So they know, they appreciate playing. They know what it takes to work hard, work harder than you think. And they know what it takes to put the team first. Like, you got to play for each other. And so they're doing that stuff, and which is, so it's 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 great. Nice. And who are some of the, who have been some of the standouts, whether they're big uh, names some, or just? The seniors, that, I mean, we have got some great seniors, but Brooke Ross is uh, a mini defender. who's done a nice job for us. Lily Wallace is a great leader. She's a captain, and so is Brooks on defense. Great leaders. The Curry sisters, twins, 
play the same, look the same, same stats. It's hilarious. Uh, they really do a nice job on offense. How do you spell their last name? C U R R Y. Okay, that's So they're cool. going to go to George Washington to play together. <laughs> How cool is that? That is um, excellent. And then our juniors, we got some at the tough, tough good, good group of kids. Nice. We got a couple of middies, Audrey Rudolph and Kendi Meyer, who are just, they're just, they play so hard. They only know one gear, and that's like full 100%. Okay. So from the freshman, Allie Chuck and Brad, who's starting, to the seniors, all the kids in the field are, are, are playing really hard. So you got kids like Mia Shane come to the bench, who no matter what minutes she gets, she contributes and makes the team better. So it's kids like Mia and kids like, um, they just have a role. You know, Coco, Courtney Layden, who starts, but will come in and out and play. She just does a great job. So those kids, just whenever they're out there, they play hard. Thanks so much for joining us this week. And thanks as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. Joe and I and I argue um, over five propositions that I say, and we say whether they can happen way or they cannot happen no way. Why don't we start off with some baseball? Um, Loyola, we talked about it, Joe, before the start of the podcast, has a really tough schedule um, with conference opponents this week, four games against uh, two strong conference opponents. Way or no way, Joe, that Loyola baseball can split the week? Ooh, um, they can. I mean, they've got the talent to do it, but I say they probably pick up one, and I don't think that's a loss um, against St. Lawrence and Brother Rice. They got four against those. They lost yesterday, or maybe it was Monday, um, eight to two to St. Lawrence, one of the best teams in the state. They got them again, I believe, today. Uh, it was uh, rained out yesterday. They're playing today, um, and they got them at home. So I think they'll they'll pick up one of the wins at home, whether it's against St. Lawrence or Brother Rice. Uh, and Saturday would be their home game. On Friday, they traveled to Brother Rice. But uh, fun week of baseball, good week of baseball. We're gonna catch them on Saturday. Uh, we have one of our freelancers, Caleb Carter, getting out there, and we're gonna check them out. Um, and check in with them but they, you know before these games um they were on a run here um where they were scoring double digits like every game probably five straight games then they picked up a nice win against one of the glenbrooks and i can't remember if it was north or south i want to say north but um just really potent bats and, and really nice victories right i think they're up to like 14 and five or so um it's a good team it's a very good team so i, I they're going to get one of these but i don't know about a split yeah, I think um, I'll go with no way on the split. I agree with you. I think they'll pick up a win. Um, I just think that this – both those teams that they're playing are really tough. And the CCL, like we've talked about for much of the spring, is very tough in baseball. So um, I think the Loyola can pick up a win. Um, I think it would be a really big achievement if they split it. Heck, if even if they win, all, obviously, all four or three of them. But um, I think that for them to be able to split it would be a really big feat. And – um, winning a game would be good, but no way. I don't think that they can split it uh, this week. All right, New Trier Girls Soccer finished their Naperville tournament with a quarterfinal appearance. Way or no way, Joe, that this was a success for the team? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we talked about throughout this podcast, throughout this uh, season, that they had some growing and development to do with a lot of new talent on the field. So um, making it to the championship bracket of the uh, – a potent Naperville invites 
you know, no easy feat. So they were able to do that. They lost to Naperville Central. Uh, they played them close. Um, I think it was 2-0 in the end, um, but they played them close for most of it. Uh, I actually, then they went to the Constellation, and I want to say they beat St. Charles East as well, so they finish 3-1, and one, but I'm trying to, f- to find those exact results. Um, Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in when I do find it, but I do think it was success being in that championship bracket of such a difficult uh, field. Yeah, I think I would agree with you, Way, especially for what we were talking about last week about them just still trying to figure things out, trying to uh, figure out what exactly they, how they, exactly they want to play and what they want to be doing, um, meshing together and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's definitely a, a success for the Trevians just being able to um, make it that far and get a lot of good experience to get a lot of against a lot of good teams, um, especially a couple of weeks before the postseason starts. They, um, by the way, I yeah. did find it. They tied St. Charles East in the uh, in the consolation game. So uh, I did two one and one in that tournament. Loyola uh, won um, all of its games and lost in a shootout um, to Barrington in that neighborable tournament, which stopped them from going on in the winner's bracket. Um, way or no way, Joe, that Loyola is hitting its, the right notes at the right time as we head in down the final stretch here. Yeah, I think I think they're fine. Um, Barrington, um, you know, they went to PKs and Barrington went to the uh, title game. And I actually don't know who won that. I feel um, no. So Barrington lost to Naperville North in overtime. Um, so these are these games are nip and tuck. Uh, the best teams in the state. Loyola played right with Barrington, who made it to the title game, and then lost in overtime. So very good teams here all the way around. Um, I think Loyola just got a, a poor draw in that, as we talked about in the uh, in the group play. So they didn't come out and weren't in the championship bracket, or we could have seen them in the title game. So uh, Loyola is looking really good. They're really strong. I think they're. I think they got a number three seed in the um, in the the postseason. They could be a two. They could be a one in that in that in that sectional. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. I think way um, Loyola just winning those games that they need to be winning. Dropped obviously a close matchup against Barrington. Like I'm gonna agree with everything you said. I mean, I just think that um, Loyola is hitting the right notes, and that could lead to a long postseason run, which should be a lot of a fun for the Ramblers. All right. Uh, we also had seating come out for water polo as long as, as well as some other sports, but way or no way, Joe, that Nutria boys water polo team can reach the state title match knowing their uh, path now. Um, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think they're, um, you know, among the favorites to win a state title. So I, I would put them there despite their draw. I think their, their main competition is uh, lions. Um, who I believe they split with so far this season, if I'm not wrong. So um, they, they would not see them. I, well, now you're going to make me look at the bracket. Um, <laughs> I don't believe they'd see them till the uh, title game, but uh, I'm not positive on that. So let's take a quick look. Let's see if we can, how quickly we can pull up the brackets. So Nutria is in the Glenbrook South sectional. And uh, York, not York, uh, Lions has their own sectional. 
So they would play in the semis. Look at that. Well, isn't that a bummer? So they would play in the semis um, at, you know, these, um, the finals and uh, the tournament, the final eight are at Stevenson, um, which starts the 19th. Um, and it looks like they would play um, Lions in the semis. If they get there, of course, um, there's a possibility of being upset. So um, I still like it, though. I still think they're, um, they're a very special. This is a very special team. So I think they can come out of it. I think it's a way. I think I kind of having that mentality, kind of the coach mentality where you're going to have to beat the teams no matter what, when you, it doesn't really matter when you play them, if you're going to win the championship and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So um, not to do a whole coach speak and all that kind of stuff, but I do think that it, I think it's a, a way. I think that this team can win it. Uh, they've shown that they are really talented and have the capabilities to do it. So I think uh, definitely a way that they can win and reach a state title. Um, to finish things off here, uh, we talked a little bit about Nutria Boys Tennis. So final question here, Joe, way or no way that Nutria Boys Tennis can repeat as state champions? No, it doesn't look like it. Now, I'm not a, um, a tennis expert, but just, I mean, going at the, the kind of um, authority in Nutria Coach Tad Eckert's voice telling me that, you know, <laughs> uh, telling me how good Hinsdale Central was. Uh, I sure believed him, and it uh, it seems like everybody believes they're the favorite by a significant margin right now. Uh, I guess stranger things have happened, but it looks like um, teams like Stevenson and Barrington and Nutria are going to be competing for second and third place trophies. So I think uh, Nutria is really just um, focused on getting their best lineup there and just getting the points up to be in that position. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I think that Nutria obviously has a lot of talent, but just the opponents that they need to take on um, just seem to be too much. It seems like they're the strong favorite in this matchup um, whenever the state tournament takes place uh, later in May here. But um, yeah, I think they'll have a strong showing, but I don't know if the boys uh, will be able to repeat as state champions. Well, Let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we are going to talk about some miscellaneous sports going on here. Um, Joe, what are some of the headlines that you kind of saw this past week since we last talked with the folks that um, you wanted to hit on or um, some just bullet points that you uh, think the folks at home should know? Sure. Uh, last week, we, you know, um, we, we started to talk about baseball and I wanted to get out to catch up with uh, the Trevian since it's been a little bit, but weather has been very um, mean to me and I'm sure the teams as uh, the days just are not working out but I hope to very soon next week I keep hearing next week next week right um, next week's supposed to be warm uh, so let's hope we can get out there and see them but they are winning um, Nutria when they do get to play they're picking up W's that like I said I believe we had this last week, but they swept GBN. They also picked up um, a win over Libertyville, six to five. So they're back on the winning track. I'm not sure if they've made it all the way back after their two and seven start to 500, but they're right there. But all that matters is if you're playing good baseball. And I think everyone knows that the talent on the Nutria roster, they're not going to want to play them in the postseason early. Um, and some team's going to have to, and it's going to be a battle. Their pitching seems to have tightened up and, uh, I think their hitting is going to do what their hitting can do um, as soon as they come around. So um, that's good. Uh, Nutria seeming to come around baseball. Uh, what else we got out there? What other sports? You know, the water polo um, is starting to uh, girls soccer since we had some seeds come out and that kind of stuff where you have 
Um, Nutrier and Loyola are going to be in the same uh, Nutrier sectional. Um, Loyola gained the number three seed. Nutrier getting the number five seed. Um, they'll the winner of that sectional faces off against the Warren sectional, which has number one seed GBN in there, number two seed Stevenson, number three seed Libertyville. Uh, GBS is number nine in that seed. Uh, Barrington is in a completely different uh, super sectional. So uh, either Loyola or Nutria won't have to worry about Barrington for a little bit. But what do you think about the seedings and just the assignments? I know it's obvi obviously always our favorite thing to critique where teams <laughs> are placed and who get the regional and why does a 15 seed Layden get to host a regional? How does it make any sense? But um, what do you think about this assignment and the seating for um, soccer? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've talked about how we can do this better by um, making better choice or choices later in the season um, than we do, but uh, it's where we are. So um, I was fine with it, and I just don't know if there was a better way to seed it. Like I could, I could critique it, and, I, and you know, I think this team is better than that team. But the records are what they are. So you know, to quote uh, Dennis Green, "You are what your record says you are." You know, Nutria did lose four or five games, or they they might be up to five or six losses, um, and so that it, it is what it is. But um, I'm trying to go to. This sectional is extremely difficult. I mean, it's it's legit. And I'm trying to go to uh, rankings from Chicagoland Soccer, and I can't find them just to see how many top-ranked teams are in this sectional because I know Evanston's up there, Maine South's up there, Loyola's way up there, OPRF and Nutria are all in that top 20. I'm not sure if it goes as far as Whitney Young and Lane Tech, but those are good teams too. So we have a very potent sectional here we do every year but this team it's a little deeper usually we're talking about Loyola Nutrier minor step down to Evanston and GBS now we're talking about um Evanston Maine South have come up that ladder to match Loyola and Nutrier especially this year and you throw OPRF which has been um intermingled in these northern suburb for a few sports now we've seen for some reason but uh it's yeah, i mean how did oprf get assigned to the nutria section i don't, I don't know, know. has it, did what sport did that happen in in was it the winter or the fall we saw that also in soccer and it, it makes little sense to me um i mean i work with you you could have put them i guess in the Sandberg or Glenbard West. I don't know. Like you, I, I feel like you could have put they could have be in the Glenbard West. I mean, that's right? that's the closest one for them. Um, but then you just look at the teams. I don't know who you're gonna put back up north um instead, or I don't know, you could shift some things around. But yeah, they do seem out of place there for sure. Um, you could even put it in a city. I mean, they're OPRF's close to the city, but um, it's a big suburban school. So and then the probably the other top ranked teams that that if they're not in our sectional, a lot of them are in that Warren sectional with Glenbrook North, Stevenson, Libertyville, and, and Warren. So pretty potent super sectional right there. Going to be some great soccer. Can't wait till we get to that regional final because someone out of there isn't going to make it out of the regional. Um, one of Nutria, OPRF, Loyola, Maine, South, and Evanston um, aren't going to make it out. So yeah. at least one, I should say. Right. Yeah, it'll be really fun to see what happens there and just to see the... Fun matchups, obviously, we'll get into the whole 
what do you do with seeding or reseeding all that kind of stuff later on in the summer probably because we'll be looking for podcasts to do but yeah i think it's, it'll be a lot of fun action even all the regional finals should be a lot of fun um even if everything goes chalk it should be a lot of good matchups for regional finals and heading into the sectional and that sort of stuff so um that should be um a lot of fun as well any other fo- uh points joe before we say goodbye no um like I already mentioned, we're looking forward to catching up. Going to get some Brother Rice Loyola baseball um, on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. And we'll do our, our um, athlete of the week and our high school highlights, which is a roundup of the week in the next couple of days. Um, so check those out as well. And um, we're, we're in the heart of the spring season. So I know we're not getting as many contests in as we'd like, but hopefully next week, Mike, next week, next week. That's what people keep telling me. Yeah, I, I saw an 80 on Monday, and I don't believe it until we we'll actually see it. Um, I know the folks at home probably have seen this right where we've only had one sunny day in the last 42 days. That's insane. Um, but uh, hopefully things are turning around real quick, and we can get some action in as well. We're not asking for non-rainy days every single day, but just the just the terrible. I feel like every spring we say this, but I feel like especially this spring, this spring has just been absolutely awful with just the rain now it's the coldness the snow and all that kind of stuff um this one just feels particularly um worse than all the others but hopefully we're out you know we're not just in our feelings this is these are facts i i I did read something or maybe i heard on the radio this morning that we got an inch and a half more rain in april uh i i think whether that was from last year or from the average i'm not sure but it was a rainier april just crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, so hopefully things are turning around as we move forward. Um, I mean, they, they have to, right? You figure eventually the sun's going to come on and it's going to be warm and we can get some action and at least hopefully at least for the sectionals and the regionals, um, we can have warm weather and um, no real issues going on there. But that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Android, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us there. If we're not there, let us know. We'll add our podcast to that streaming service. But uh, make sure you subscribe and spread the word while you're at those sporting events. Hopefully, um, a lot of warm sun rays are heading your way next week when you're out watching and enjoying some fun outdoor sports. Um, Make sure to wear that sunscreen. Um, But for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.